Welcome, everybody, to the Confused Dad podcast, episode eight. It's episode eight, and you are all very, very welcome to be here with me and listen to some of my thoughts. So on this episode, I had an interesting chat to two different uh, gentlemen, the first of which was a young uh, gentleman from India who had recently lost what he believes to be a very real love in his life, and he's coming to grips with that. And I don't know why the universe decided to put us together, but I shared some of my thoughts around that. It's funny, as you get older, you realize that you're older. You go, oh my gosh, if someone says they're 24 and you're like, oh gosh, I'm like 11 years your senior. Hmm. And one of the things that's so fascinating is love. I mean, it's such a complicated thing for us human beings. Uh, my son the other day was asking about um, animals that eat their own young. And that's such a, when you think about it, for us humans, it's such a absolute ridiculous, insane notion. Like, Oh, look, you know, I gave birth to some children and now to protect myself as the, uh, as the egg-laying uh, individual or the, or the mother or the father or to, to continue I, to survive, I'll eat my own children. And what is love <laughs> in the context of being a mammal, of being like a, a creature? A, um, yeah, we, we are very different from everything else. So that was one conversation. And then the other one I had was really cool too, was with a chap. And I was, interestingly enough, his very first co-host experience on, on, um, on this podcast. He'd never spoken to anyone else through the platform. So uh, we spoke a little bit about things that, that we're tired of. And it basically started revolving around um, having an opinion that doesn't fit in with the societal or the world at large's agreement as to what is considered okay to have an opinion on or how to have that opinion. So he's sick and tired of that, and that was a pretty good discussion. Um, some of my own things in my life, which is which has been interesting, is uh, being at home. This is now uh, a, a month now in total where I've gone from working as a teacher and running a school to being a stay-at-home dad and trying to build an online business on the side that's been going um, all the time little snippets of time that I get here and there I I go and and put my energy into that it's very different one of the things that that really is incredibly strange to get used to is this idea of of work I was um, I don't know what I came across but it was a it must have been a video clip of some sort or a some kind of audio recording and someone was asking the the person on the other side of a phone where are you where are you off to and the person said i'm off to work and that was such a weird such a weird feeling because i would have i would have said that often to people where are you i'm at work or it's just assumed like i'm at work and now that's very different what the nature of work and what work means even for my son for him work is a whole bunch of things like as soon as you just, you start defining work as the thing you do that you don't want to do, like washing dishes is work, washing a floor is work, um, answering emails is work, but watching TV is not. It's interesting that we're always working on ourselves. So I choose to see anything as work um, because I think that that um, to define work and play as two separate things is I think problematic in the way in which you then see the, your life, that 
now you're working and often that comes with a negative connotation and then when you're not working you're um that's a lot better but i don't know i think i think work and play can be one and the same creating and work and yeah um being at peace with yourself sitting and thinking can be work work on the in your way of seeing reality work on your way of seeing life and it doesn't have to be given a negative stigma especially for the for the children around you that live with you if you have children um, for them to associate work with something negative is quite a sad thing because it defines the way in which they see it moving forward into their own life so i think work should be anything that's purposeful that you engage with that you like that defines you that engages you that reflects helps you reflect that doesn't whatever i mean living is is work right so yeah that's that for the episode and uh, i'm gonna start it off with my very first uh discussion with a gentleman called nostalgia gully uh, the older i become the more calmly confused i realize life is and uh, i think every human being goes through that uh, which is okay where are you call- where are you uh, chatting from i am uh, talking from uh, lucknow india Oh wow, I've never heard of that before. That's pretty cool. Is that like a city? Big city? Yeah, it's a city. It's uh capital of uh, Indian province of Indian state of uh, Uttar Pradesh. Which That's which very cool. It's to northern state. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what do you do uh, in your in your daily life? So I'm um, I'm working creative strategies uh with Okay, creative strategies as in the direction for content, advertising, marketing or what what does that entail? Correct. So basically it is um it is a mixed bag of all of these uh but mostly into advertising and radio programming, radio show programming. So it's advertising advertising for the station or advertising helping uh, people advertise on the station. Uh advertising uh people uh, 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 helping people advertise uh, on the station got it got it and what sort of um what sort of clients advertise on the station i imagine it's a what kind of station is it is it music a music station or talk talk station yeah so basically in india uh, we have uh, all our major radio stations are uh, music uh, and song stations only with uh talk being a part of it like in uh, one hour of show we have like 10 to 15 minutes of uh talk jock talks radio jock talks and uh and ads combined and let's uh, and rest 40 minutes is pure music so and, that's how and uh, you you're so, sort of behind the scenes but but do you have uh, aspirations of being on the on the station itself uh i have been on front like i do a night show uh, from 12 to 2 talking to uh, youngsters preparing for their exams and stuff like that so and helping them sort their confusions without being a dad <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool so 12 12 2 3 in the mo- in the morning eh 2 a.m. yeah 2 a.m. yeah wow that is that must take its toll on your uh, you you must uh, have a i mean low energy level sometimes in the day no 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 so basically uh, so that's the thing with radio uh, it's doesn't we can finish off recording before also i mean sometimes some days we do it live some days we can have a recorded pre-recorded version of it oh i see so you're not working you're not working every single time in real time yeah yeah, yeah. in every single time not in real time true 
true, true. Okay, that's really really interesting. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Other than solving and finding confusion, come. Um. Well, yeah. I think if you if you allow yourself to realize that you that your life is a maybe a journey that you are sometimes on on the boat and other times you are thrown off the boat and you are just floating along, and other times you are drowning and other times you are trying to make it to the to the uh, to the to the the edge of the water or the the beach or whatever. Then it's okay if you if you fight it. I think that's when it becomes difficult. I'm learning to just allow for life to also happen. True, very true. So tell me uh, just one thing and end my confusion about everything surrounding love, romantic love. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you you have romantic love in your in the in your sights, or you wish you had love, or you you had love and you lost it. What's What's happening? Yeah, the third one is the closest, I guess. The the last one. Yeah. So you had it somehow. Yeah, and I lost it somehow too. I'm sorry to hear that. Was it um, was it a, a long term relationship? Yeah, it was a long term as well as the most difficult concept of long distance. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. And how how um, how long ago did it end? Uh, it ended a month back. Ah, so it's still very it's still very fresh. Yeah, it's still very fresh. That's why, out of all confusions, I am digging you into this. Ah, yes. Well, that's a complicated one. Um, yes, love, 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 love. Ah, yes. People have killed for love. People have lived for love. People have uh, run away for love. You know. Um, yeah. don't know. Is this your first, I, I don't know how old you are. How old no, are I, you? I, I am, uh, I would be 24 this July. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think also love, like you, you also evolve, you change and your partner changes and you are also on a journey where you are fulfilling each other's uh, needs in a way, or you are, I suppose, um, you, you, you're walking alongside each other to 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 somewhere, and that place can change. Or on the on the way there, you you change. And I, I think I don't know this this concept of love forever. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't really I don't really understand. We we've come to grips with the fact that nothing is forever in a life that is finite in time. So, I mean, we will all die. So the idea of forever is is a is is. That, that fairy tale idea is a very dangerous one because it's not based in reality. True, true, true. It's something, it's something made to, it's something made, it's something which has been sold to us uh, so that a lot of our content is sold, right? Ah, of course, of course. But in truth, you don't, you do not go into a relationship uh, uh, wishing it to end. You don't choose that. No one gets married to get divorced. Uh, no one, no one gives birth to witness death. These are these are things that we have uh, that 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 teach us about ourselves. But when you're going through the loss, or and I think maybe maybe the the change of routine, rhythm, and just having that other person there, it really does make it difficult for you because your life has changed in a very big way. Very true. And yeah. uh, so, what, how do you define is uh, what's what's the most difficult part of 
something beyond it is it a habit a habit of that person um give me a, give me a second yes please Sorry about that. Yeah, it's perfectly all right. Um sorry you were you were asking um uh, I've completely forgotten what you were asking. I was asking so what's so difficult about uh getting uh, getting through this when you have lost love or when you feel you have lost love is is it is it uh the I I think I think when you've lost when you've lost something like uh, another human's energy I think what's very difficult is you start asking yourself what you did wrong and where what's wrong with you uh, I think there's something where you do start questioning and I don't know the nature of your relationship if your separation was um amicable was it was it a polite separation was there was there fighting going on uh, I don't know uh, we tried to make it amicable but of course uh, internally and mentally it was it had its own toll on both of us of course um it's it's difficult because often in those situations you say things or you think things that you wouldn't normally do and i think uh, someone told me uh, gave me a very good image in my mind a few a few weeks ago that said even the closest people that you trust if they are pushed into a corner or they feel trapped or they feel threatened in some way even they will attack every every human every animal is like that so even in the last phases of your relationship you know in the last phases of your relationship you were not seeing you're not seeing the whole picture of that person anymore you're seeing someone who's trying to survive a difficult process and that goes for you and obviously for for your for that person who was in the relationship with you that wasn't a good indication of what that person really was to you you know but it's hard to separate those last few moments with the big picture and say this person did mean uh, something to me they have added to my life when you when you're hurting that's difficult to to remember correct that's uh, yeah that's what happened and that's what happens i guess no absolutely absolutely i i never i'm a mar- i'm married um and i have a 5 year old son um it's something i never in my life imagined i would ever get married or have a child i i absolutely from a very young age i said never under any circumstances will this happen to me i will not get married i will not have a child and a lot of that stemmed from the fact that i didn't think i was going to be good enough to be a father and i didn't think that i was going to be uh also wholesome or good enough to be a partner and what i realized is when you meet the person that activates something in your mind that tells you you know i'm i'm in it for for the journey uh however long that is in my case i i don't foresee myself ever not being married to my wife but again i could go crazy or she could go crazy and then we you know we would have to reevaluate but um when you when you find that thing and i wasn't looking that's the other thing in in a pop culture world where you know searching for love I, i wasn't i really wasn't so it will find you or it won't find you that's that's the truth right very true um but yes, true. when you when you're hurting that's a very difficult thing and and i, I must say that you are still a young you're still a young uh, person um but 
Yeah. At the same time, that doesn't take away from the fact that it's it's very very sore what you're experiencing. True, true, true. All is all of it is very true. Uh, the only thing which I feel uh, is sort of solace in my case is that I feel means I strongly believe that uh, whatever uh, went wrong has brought it brought us to a position where we are not good for each other at this point of time, at least, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. I feel good that we had made a wise choice, and more so, I feel that I, I I have made a better choice for her because she was more hurting. Because I was like you said that you start questioning things, and when when we question, I found that yeah, I was at the uh, at more towards the er- erroneous side. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, I so, think I think that takes a lot of. bravery because a lot of people will put themselves through abuse uh not physical but emotional abuse um and they will they will sacrifice many years of their lives getting to a point where they finally can escape it or they get trapped in it forever and i think one of the i suppose it's a very uh, generic uh, statement but to to truly love something you must set it free you must allow it to move you must allow it to to develop and and to also to remove it from your life is also sometimes a love exactly so that's what i felt means i felt that uh, whenever i was uh, more self absorbed uh, or self centered this was the ultimate thing to be a, a sort of a, a, a in a way being selfless so Absolutely. i just took that path yeah and uh, i think that that was needed to be done more for her so of course Uh, you can't unlove someone but you can decide what's better for them so i agree well i mean uh, it sounds like it sounds like the decision you made uh, that you both made was was the right one it usually is the right one when it's the hard one um so that's that tells me that it probably is the right one and it's it's been great for me to chat to you and talk to you and hear about your life i'm humbled that you shared that information with me so thank you so much for talking to me So my son is currently playing on a playground and I'm watching him play with a girl who's slightly older than him and it's so interesting to watch even even as young mammals and I, I often think we forget that we are we're mammals in that regard that there's there's definitely a kind of predisposition that boys have to to try and impress girls or or impress you know someone that they may essentially be training to be attracted to or to one day have children with is there's this weird taboo that children are not always practicing that kind of thing they totally are they totally are sort of flexing their sort of training muscles with regards to social dynamics and and partnerships and trying out little moments of connection or rejection or power play i see that quite often where where there'll be someone who has a bit of power over the other person through either creating a game that everyone else must follow the rules with or maybe being able to do something like my son loves to pick very heavy things up at least heavy in his mind he likes to sort of hold it above his head and, and sort of grunt in a kind of hulk way and that's that's his way of sort of impressing you know the opposite sex at this point um 
and it's such an amazing thing because we think that yeah, children until they become teenagers don't don't have that kind of inbuilt sort of uh, that sort of I don't know unfolding of connection. So that yeah, even animals. I mean, animals all over the world they practice how to fight and how to wrestle. Yes, it's a, it's a place of many extremes. So I'm sure for all the great things you've heard, you may have also heard some not so great things. Well, I, I know a lot about uh, the sharks over there. A lot of great whites, from what I understand, over by the cave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You see, extremes, place of extremes. Indeed, indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is fascinating. Uh, I've never done this before, yeah. so I'm just, uh, I was oh, curious. Really? Am I your first, Rich? Yes. Yes, you've popped no my chair. No way. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, welcome. That's really cool. I, I um, got onto the platform about five weeks ago. Um, it's been an interesting, it's been interesting uh, to, to just be able to connect like this. I remember Skype used to have something where you could create a, uh, like a chat room where people could just pop in and uh, use audio as a means to discuss things. And they removed that many years ago. So I don't know why, because it's sort of a natural I don't know. It's pretty cool just to, you're on the other side of the world and here we are talking about sharks, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny how, you know, technology is, I used to thought it was the bane of society. And then now more, I just think of it as, you know, you kind of look at what, uh, what can be positive from it, what you can derive that could be positive from it. I mean, you either look at it, you know, negatively or positively and, you know, there was so much, uh, you know, chaos and things that we kind of see that are going on in the world. It's fascinating that you can connect human to human and actually just relate to our story. It's kind of uh, something that I have been working on for the last 10 years, just working on, you know, sharing stories one time, one day at a time, you know, because that's how we relate to each other, sharing our stories. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. And it's, it's fascinating that um, because the internet and the way that we connect is, it's so, it's so fast that things have compounded and, and, and sort of exponentially grown. I think we're still at the beginning phases of that. Like once it all settles, the nature of the tech, once everything, I mean, it's bordering on being instantaneous, you know, sort of across the world, everything's instant. And then you start going, okay, well, what can we do with it? And that's kind of, that's a kind of cool thing now is that more and more people are creating um, which is great, I think. I, I think we need more creativity in the world. I totally agree with that. Uh, I concur with that, is that uh, the world is profoundly, uh, how should I say, it's, it's profoundly uh, increased by creativity and art and those things. Because if we're bereft of those type of ideas, then, you know, then we have Winston Smith. You know, I'm saying we have this, this mundane look at everything that is black and white. And certainly we can find a lot of beauty in the gray. And, and, and in regards to that, what is, what is your feeling about uh, the topic? What are you, what are you so tired of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I'm very tired of, uh, I think I'm very tired of people putting importance on such mundane things. Uh, and the idea of these national holidays that are popping up every day, you know, uh, today is national shoe day and tomorrow's national ice cream day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, tomorrow is national, you know, yell at your wife day. You, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, 
these these things are very ridiculous and i think we get away from the true importance of these so quote-unquote holidays i mean as you know the the idea of holiday is you know derived from the latin of holy of being you know something of sacred it's not very sacred when every day there's something special there's a special day quote-unquote special day then thus it's not special right Mm, absolutely no i hear you i think uh, we have a lot in South Africa, actually. Um, there's all kinds of, of, of days, and, and there's also um, a lot of movement towards renaming of, of um, certain landmarks, um, also the, the, the removal of certain statues of certain historical uh, certain things. And, and although those things are significant to certain groups, absolutely, I often wonder why it gets so much more airplay than something which is closer to uh, something that would make a difference in someone's life. Well, renaming a dam, I understand and respect it and I could care less really, but it mm-hmm. gets so much. It almost seems like this. It also seems like a kind of a digital amnesia that we all live under. It's like what was massive a week ago is absolutely forgotten. I mean, the, the, you had that uh, recent uh, um, church shooting not too long mm-hmm. ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that almost, that's almost, and now with the, it takes a rap artist. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the, the This Is America track that was just released. Yes, um, I am familiar I with that. Yes. I mean, it takes, it's interesting that, that young people who stand in front of an audience who are saying we need change don't have as big an impact as an artist perhaps who frames it in a certain way. But that's also just going to be tomorrow's news. Like he's got 50 million or 60 million views for five mm-hmm. days ago. That to, to a week from now, no one's going to care. Like literally, I don't. I'm not going to. I mean, what, what is it? It's so difficult. Like, is it is it really changing? Is is there movement towards something else? Like, you know, I don't you, know. you hit something on the head. And and by the way, what's your name? Uh, my name's Ricardo. <laughs> well, Rich Ricardo. There we go. So <laughs> this was there meant to go. be Ricardo. <laughs> Oh, because you know my Spanish name obviously is Ricardo. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, it, it's something you hit on the head. Is that are we creating? Are we actually creating and and making new things? We say we're making new things because we have new tools to make them. But you know, is music actually getting better? Is ideas actually getting better? It seems to be this type. You know, it seems like we hit the zeitgeist a, a long time ago, and that everything is kind of just a remix of everything. You know, as this childish Gambino thing is a remix of stuff you know from the '80s. You know, if you remember the. The Fab Five, you know, in 1980, they had a song called The Message, uh, you know, and and the message was telling you about, hey, what is really going on out here? We're trying to give you truth. We're having, you know, hip hop was a revolt. And then we got into the 80s and 90s where it was all about, you know, my bitches and being on my yacht and getting my money and getting my, you know, getting my rollie and all this stuff. And now it's kind of gone into something that is really incoherent with this mumble crap, you know, really. (laughs) I agree. It's very interesting. (laughs) They say it's fascinating. I said it's fascinating to be incoherent. I think the message kind of told you you know, what was really going on. Obviously, with the gangster rap of NWA, they were telling you from their perspective what's going on. But now it's just, I think we just want to placate, you know, individuals and just say, okay, this is cool. I mean, I'm looking at Childish Gambino as far as the video goes, and I'm seeing, okay, this is pointed to a certain agenda, but this is not, you know, this is not America. You know, they have one slant on what America is. There's, there's a whole vast 
obviously country of here, you know, somebody in Florida doesn't think the same way as somebody in Chicago thinks, you know, in Tallahassee, right. Florida, for example, or, uh, you know, in Sioux City, Iowa, uh, you know, I'm same as I'm sure is in Cape Town doesn't think the same way as you would think in Johannesburg, you, you know, right. um, you know, all of South Africa is not the same, just as the same as all of North Africa is not the same as South Africa. You know, I have friends from Liberia, Nigeria, and they tell me a different portrait of what they believe America is. And so I hate this idea, this is what I get tired of, is that just because this has been anointed, this is the truth. Well, that's bullshit, because I have a certain different perspective on it. But God forbid, if I say that perspective, I try to say my truth, as everybody tells you, you must say your truth. If I say my truth, then my truth is wrong because it's not validated by, you know, whatever type of agenda, whatever type of people are sending forth. You know, you're very right with 60 million views. What is 60 million views anymore? It means, okay, 60 million views. It's the same thing as deaths. Uh, you know, when Prince died, everybody gave a shit about Prince, you know, just for like two days. Now, no one gives a shit about Prince, you know, same thing with Bowie. You know, same thing with Bowie. Bowie was there for two days and, and we kind of remember Bowie. It's cool. OK, great. Uh, you know, hey, he was a pioneer. Bowie did a lot of different stuff, but no one gives a shit about Bowie. Same thing with uh, Tom Petty, who, you know, was a friend of a friend, you know, and got to meet him and got to understand him. Musicality, the music is going to be there. But no, it's like, hey, we're moving on now. You know, we, we keep pushing this thing. You know, this narrative is that, okay, none of these things are really worth anything anymore because they're gone. And that's what technology, I think that's what kind of what it does here is that, you know, this conversation is very important to me because it's the first conversation. And we'll probably have a rapport after this, you and I. But if we do this a million times, you know, perhaps it won't have that significance anymore. And also perhaps the ease of which we can find someone else to talk to means that it, it it's almost like the next the unfriending or the friending or whatever it may be the, the oh, follower yeah. or, these ideas are so abstract and yet they 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 talk to something deeper about us as human beings we we want to know we exist we want to know we are seen somehow we want to know we are not alone i think on some level that's why i'm talking to you right now i, I concur i think that i think we really are alone today I think, you know, I, I'm not going to predict your age, but you sound mature. So you sound like you're in, you know, your 30s and 40s and that you were at a time where, you know, when you went out and played uh, whatever, played soccer, for example, you guys just went out and went out on the pitch and played soccer. Uh, and then you called your friends up and you did that. You weren't so preoccupied with, you know, getting your likes uh, playing soccer yeah. or you weren't trying to do. Uh, rainbows and rabonias and, and so forth. Uh, you know, you were emulating, you know, whoever your favorite soccer player was, but you weren't filming that. You were actually doing the deliberate practice of getting better with that. But now we want to do a quick, uh, you know, upper 90s, you know, from 30 meters out, uh, or, you know, we want to try to emulate Messi and so forth, and we want to film it, and okay, that's great. And we did that, but why don't we just keep practicing that idea over and over again, you know, and have that camaraderie uh, among us, you know, without, you know, trying to have the like or trying to have the follow, like you said, the friend or not friend or that, you know, we maintain friendships. I've maintained those friendships. Now we dissipate as time goes on, as we get older, but I can still pick up the phone and talk to my friend because I feel like that's the real way to, to connect with somebody is, you know, through that voice, through that phone. Text message is one thing. 
uh, you know, but it can be interpreted so many different ways. That's funny. I texted a friend of mine the other day, not to get off on a tangent, and he's like, well, what the hell are you talking about, man? You know, you know that's very offensive. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you put it, you have to put an emoji to clarify it, you know, ha, 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 laugh out loud. You know, instead of, you know, having this communication, why don't we have communication among us so I know exactly what you are? You know, I can see what you are. I can see how you're feeling. I can relate to you in that moment. We're having coffee. We're having tea. We're having, we're breaking bread. We're having camaraderie together. We're having connection, a human connection. I love what you said about yourself, a human, because I think we're getting farther and farther away from, from human, uh, you know, even though they want to kind of tell us that, you know, I say they, I just talk about, you know, what is pointed out for us. Yeah, no, I, I concur with you. Um, yeah, and this has been really great. Something for you to know about this uh, platform is that our discussions are are automatically cut off at fifteen minute periods. So I'd love to okay. talk to you again. And I've yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head off now just to check on my son. I've got a five year old son, so I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Um, I'll look you up. You can on the app. You can just send a message and stuff. So it will be really nice to chat to you. But I appreciate uh, what you've shared with me. It's been really great talking to you, man. And I'm glad that I was the first person you got to talk to because there are obviously people on here not uh, not all all well in their minds necessarily, which will be exciting for you too to discover. Oh yeah, thank you so much. I thank you for your time and congratulations on having. Uh, your son, five years old, man, that's incredible. Chip off the old block, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I want to, yeah, and I, I think there's a way to add friends to this. So I'd like to add to you, friend, and definitely talk to you. Or you can add me, and so we can try this all over again. And, uh, you know, I'm awesome, Rich. I'm, I'm a plethora of useless information you'll find out there, Ricardo. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Thanks, thanks for the chat again, and we will speak soon. Thank you, eh? Yeah, thank you. Have a great day now. Awesome. Have a rich day. You too. Well, that's us, the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and energy. And if you'd like to get hold of me, you can email me at confuseddads at gmail.com or leave me a message within the Anchor app. It's a fantastic platform to give a try if you're new at podcasting or would just like to see what it's all about. It makes it very, very simple. So until next time, thanks so much and have a good one.